0: Welcome to See the Light of Day podcast. I am Andrea Lachey. Today, we have a special guest on the podcast. Her name is Sabrina.
1: I am Sabrina Harris. I am a wife. I am a mother. I am a lover of God. I'm a poet. I preach. I sing. And I just love people.
0: I thought it was appropriate to bring someone on that is a wife, can give their perspective on being married right now during the pandemic. And also, she has bought a house during the pandemic. So we just wanted to get a viewpoint on just buying homes right now while in this pandemic. So tell us,
1: where were you born I was and born and raised in New Orleans, Louisiana. Last year, they did have Mardi Gras, and a lot of people contracted COVID and didn't realize that they contracted COVID during Mardi Gras season, and a lot of people passed away from COVID last year because they contracted COVID during the Mardi Gras season, and this year, it was definitely canceled. It seems as though the city of New Orleans is still resilient even since Hurricane Katrina. So it may have been hard on a lot of people not to have Mardi Gras, but they came up with an idea to decorate houses <laughs> as if they were floats. And so that was that was a good thing. And some people just still dressed up for Mardi Gras Day and a lot of people posted their past pictures on social media in memory of their last Mardi Gras seasons. Uh, that's cool. But it's not <laughs> right. the same, You're <laughs> yeah, so right about that.
0: <laughs> uh, so when did you move to
1: Texas? And why did you move to
0: Texas?
1: Hurricane Katrina hit New Orleans. We might we actually we left New Orleans to go to Memphis to uh, to get away from the storm. And then a couple of days later my husband's job called him and offered him a position in Houston and he accepted and we made our way to Houston Labor Day weekend of 2005. And we've been here ever since.
0: So how <laughs> have you been liking
1: Texas? <laughs> I can say that I like Texas. <laughs> I like Texas. Uh, it's, it's, it has been very rewarding since we've been here. Very rewarding. So I appreciate being here as opposed to still trying to handle things back home.
0: So what are some of the differences?
1: Job opportunities. Of course, the the traffic is different. The the size is different. Like Houston is humongous. I noticed a long time ago that there are like four quadrants of Houston. And you can put one New Orleans in each quadrant. whenever we were traveling in new orleans it took us 15 to 20 minutes to get to the farthest place whereas here in houston wherever you need to go it might be 30 minutes and 30 minutes becomes nothing of a drive it's like i'm going so and so and it's just gonna take me 30 minutes to get there and, and i'm happy about it <laughs> so those are the biggest differences between Houston and New Orleans. Yeah,
0: (laughs) us Houston people are used to that. So it's not... not,
1: Exactly, (laughs)
0: exactly. 30 minutes is a good thing. (laughs) So how has your life changed (laughs) since the pandemic started? Of course,
1: we weren't able to see people as much as we used to and spend time with people, attend church. I noticed that since the pandemic I haven't really felt bad or sad about being home all the time. I realized that I grew up as a kid, as an introvert. And then at some point as a teenager, I just became outgoing and I just love hanging around people. And I became this extrovert. And all those years until the pandemic I've been an extrovert and then all of a sudden I had no problem with staying home. I know a lot of people would always say, I'm just tired of being in the house. I'm tired of being in the house. And I would just say, man, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'm just, <laughs> I, I'm just loving being at home. And it it amazed me. It really amazed <laughs> me. And I had that, that's something that changed for me. And then in the beginning, I noticed that I had a a certain level of fear about the pandemic, but then I had to pray that fear away because ministry still had to go on and I couldn't be afraid. And then other people were afraid. And so I had to be able to minister to people who were afraid, you know, of the pandemic. So I just buckled down and enjoyed working from home and just Really enjoyed working from home. I mean, I was glad I didn't have to put clothes on to go to work. I was glad I didn't have to get in the car and <laughs> drive to work and have to go to the gas station to put gas in the car. Saves some money, you know. I really, really enjoyed it. And but now I'm back. So, but yeah, those I I really realized that I am now more of an introvert again. And now I'm getting to the point not, now that I'm like ready to to just fellowship, but. Within reason, trying to stay safe and all that great stuff. We're still wearing masks, definitely.
0: So you mentioned ministries. What ministries
1: are you involved in? I am a member of Reflect Church in Katy, Texas. I am also a leader, a part of a ministry called Embrace Women's Ministries. And I'm also a part of several other prayer groups, mainly on social media. I think that's it.
0: As a wife. How do you deal with your finances in your marriage, and what advice would you give people <laughs> that are married?
1: This particular marriage we have no issues with finances. basically, we're not overspenders. We discuss what we want to buy, and most of the time we make the decision together, and we do buy if we buy something really expensive. We'll make a decision on it. My husband told me a long time ago that I need to spend money on myself because I wasn't spending money on myself. I was just buying stuff for the kids and him. So he convinced me over the years to make sure that I take out a little allowance for myself when I get paid, so that I can buy things for myself. So whenever I do that, I don't have to consult with him. As you know, if I'm buying shoes or something like that, I don't have to consult with him. He's just. Here's the doorbell ring and there's a package at the door. And he's like, oh, this is for you. I know it's another pair of shoes or something like that. We make big decisions when we have to. We share a bank account and he has his own savings account and I have my own savings account. For other couples, I would suggest that you would sit down and discuss what's the best thing. So my husband felt as though since I'm in accounting that I should manage our finances so I agreed and so since we've been married I've been managing our finances and so that would I would suggest that to any other couple whoever's the better person to manage the finances do so most couples need to make sure that they are putting their money into the home making sure that all the bills are paid before they make any Other purchases, whether it's a personal purchase or whether it's a a purchase, a big purchase that they need to make together, just make sure that your bills are paid before you make any other type of purchases. But that's basically the the advice that I would give to other couples.
0: You decided (laughs) to buy a home in the pandemic.
1: (laughs) What made you? That thing right there was so awesome. Well, my mother-in-law was living with us. She had dementia. And we would just casually talk about the fact that whenever we decide to buy another house, then we need to make sure that the house has a bedroom on the first floor, at least two bedrooms on the first floor, so that she can have a bedroom on the first floor in case she ever gets to the point where she can't climb stairs anymore. Because the home that we were living in at the time anyway, for since 2006, was a two-story home and all the bedrooms were on the second floor. But my mother-in-law, was she was definitely getting around and taking those stairs like a trooper. We had started a prayer line with our church after the pandemic. So sometime in maybe April of last year, we started a prayer line, and it was Monday through Friday. And we actually had to alternate who would lead the prayer call each week or each day of the week. One of those days, as I was preparing to do the prayer call, in the midst of feeling very emotional about this pandemic and asking God to just make sure that He gives me some type of encouragement to give to people who would call into this prayer line as it relates to the pandemic that we were dealing with. And I was experiencing fear and almost on the verge of anxiety myself. So I really need the Holy Spirit to minister to me. And of course, when the pandemic first happened, a lot of us were thinking, oh my God, this is like literally the end of the world kind of thing. Well, as I was preparing for a prayer call one night, the Holy Spirit shared with me that this is not the end and it is not over yet. And that just blew me away. So that was very, very motivating, uplifting, encouraging, reassuring. And I just began to prepare uh, scriptures or uh, research scriptures and prepare for this prayer call. So that I wanted to make sure that I gave this message with, with scriptures as a backup and began to pray. So as I was preparing, the Holy Spirit said to me, and you can still have your house. And I was like, what? Like, I wasn't even thinking about, you know, having a house (laughs) during the pandemic. It was was not a a factor at the moment. And when he said that, I was like, okay. And I was like, oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And so I just began to prepare for the prayer call. And then after that, I shared with my husband what the Holy Spirit said. And he was like, well, let's do it. Let's make it happen. And then I made a phone call to one of my friends who's a real estate agent. and We had to clean up credit and all kind of stuff we had to do. But, you know, we got it done with the help of God, by his grace. And I tell people all the time, it was a God thing. It was a God thing. We didn't think that going into 2020 that we will be purchasing a home. We knew eventually we would purchase a home, but we never knew what what year it was going to be in. And as a matter of fact, in November of 2019, I said to my sister-in-law, as they came for Thanksgiving in 2019, to to, visit with us for Thanksgiving, I said to her, and I didn't remember saying this to her, but I did say to her that by this time next year, we're going to be in a new house. I did not remember telling her that. So when we gave them the news on September 25th that we purchased a new home and we were moving in. That same day, she looked at her husband and she said, she spoke that into existence. 2020, November Thanksgiving, when they were here, she said that to me. And she reminded me that I had actually said to her, by this time next year, we'll be in a new house. That whole thing just blew me completely out of the water. But that's how we were able to purchase a home during the pandemic. It wasn't hard. It was just uh, tedious trying to clean up the credit. And it wasn't hard to find a place and it it just worked out. It just really worked out. So we thank God for it. Yes.
0: I just love stories like that. <laughs> just awesome. Do you think because of the pandemic it made it harder it's, or was it about the same?
1: Was I would I would say it seemed to be better. It was a better, it was a better process all around the second time. I think it was more because there were more homes to to look at, we qualified for more money and the interest rates are definitely better than they were in 19 I'm sorry in 2006 when we bought the house, bought the first house. Definitely better this year. this time around.
0: Do you have any advice for people who are deciding if they just should do buy a house right now during the pandemic?
1: <laughs> Finding you a great real estate agent, make sure you're connected to a great lending officer and the whole nine just, you know, make sure your credit is on point. They actually have lending officers that help you improve your credit to, so that you can qualify for more money. It's just awesome. I, I I would tell anyone, I would suggest to anyone to go for it. If you feel that it's the time to do it, then go right ahead and do it.
0: What are some of the challenges you have faced
1: during well, this pandemic? I believe out to the grocery stores, eating out at different restaurants and fellowshipping with other people, especially at church. And as far as the grocery stores are concerned, I started doing grocery deliveries, and that was very exciting. But then, you know, there there are times when you don't get everything that you need, or they may not pick out fruit like you want that like you would pick out fruit. And so, there were a few times when I had to go into the grocery store, and I know it was completely mental. But while I was in the grocery store, I started having all kind of feelings of. Uh, symptoms of sinuses my sinuses started acting up on me so i'm coughing in the stores i'm sneezing in the stores and getting headaches and and i'm thinking oh my god i have covid and so then i had to realize that it's just mental it's just that your nerves are bad you have your mask on you have gloves on you you're, you're good don't just get what you got to get and get out of here and and <laughs> that's how i overcame that. I continued to do my grocery deliveries and then I would just make sure that I didn't order any fruit for them to pick out. And then but there are some times when I just had to put fruit on the list and I just end up with a good shopper that would say, hey, the fruit doesn't look good. It looks picked over. So we're going to just take this off your order. And I appreciated that. As far as going shopping for clothes. I just started looking at cute stuff on Amazon and ordering from Amazon and making sure that I ordered the right size so that I wouldn't have to return it. And I just would talk to people more on the phone, text more. And we did a lot of Zoom calls with family members. So that kind of helped us to stay above ground during the pandemic (laughs) Yes, the
0: fruit is a struggle for the grocery (laughs) pickers. (laughs) Um, I haven't figured out how to solve that issue other than going into the store and doing it myself. (laughs) 19 years of marriage.
1: (laughs) Congratulations. How does that feel? It feels wonderful, it's very exciting. Because I've never thought that I would be with anyone this long ever in my life. And it is really, it's, it's really a wonderful thing. I, I really thank God for it.
0: Yes, that's truly a blessing. Truly a blessing.
1: How do you keep your marriage strong? But basically, we have to just make sure we keep God first. And the Holy Spirit has always been my teacher. Because the Holy Spirit knows me so well. And whenever I'm thinking the wrong way or getting ready to say the wrong thing, the Holy Spirit just reels me in. And I make sure that I don't say mean and ugly and harsh things to my husband. I'm always praying for myself to making sure that because I, I can be very emotional, sometimes moody a lot. And so I just try to make sure I pray for myself and ask the Holy Spirit to just help me to guard my tongue. And I love my husband, though. But honestly, you know, I enjoy being married. So I came into the marriage submissive and as a servant. And so my husband's love language just happens to be acts of service. And I am always serving him. Even when I'm mad, I'm serving him. We We joke about it a lot when we're sharing with other couples. But I can be mad at him. And I still have to cook dinner and I will still fix his plate. But because I'm mad, I will slam his plate on the table. <laughs> but he, he doesn't even let that bother him because, <laughs> hey, brother got his food and he knows I'm mad. So that's all that matters to him. She's mad, but at least she still gave me my food. You know, <laughs> and so when we have to keep God first in our marriage. We keep God first in our lives, first and foremost. And so because we have a relationship with God that helps us to maintain our relationship in our marriage. And so basically that's how we keep our marriage strong. I know a lot of marriages did break up during the pandemic, but I'm the type of person where I I love spending time with my husband. So there were days when I would go to work and I'll just be glad to come home and glad to see my husband after a hard day's work. And so when I had to start working from home during the pandemic, it was just like, I get to see my husband all day. I get to see my husband every day. Even though we may not even interact throughout the day because I'm working, but I just felt so glad. I was just so glad that he was there. And that was another reason why I was able to get through the pandemic because I had him. And I think that's mostly because I didn't grow up with my dad. And so I did not have a a male figure that I felt protected me and so it seems as though being with my husband I'm safe I feel like I'm safe with him so mm-hmm. that helped me to get through and it helps me to get over my fear because sometimes sometimes I could be embarrassed about the things I'm afraid about and or afraid of and if I share it with him then he'd be like girl you shouldn't be afraid of nothing like that you know and it just kind of make me laugh or what have you so it, it's really been good for us and and uh we're definitely we're definitely strong today. And I and I just truly thank God for it. It's it's really been amazing. Our willingness to make our marriage work because we do not plan on ever divorcing and we're not gonna allow anything to come into our relationship that will cause us to divorce. My husband always tells other people that in our marriage, divorce is not an option. And so we just try to our best to work through our issues because we do have issues, but we just try out, try to our best to work through them. And I, I basically knows how he thinks and he pretty much knows how I think too. And so it just works out for the best. It works out for both of us. I know what makes him tick. I know what buttons that I can push to make him you know, go off or whatever. So I just make sure I don't push those buttons. And And we know that, like I said, we know that we don't want to be a statistic. And we know that we were put together by God. We know that it was a God thing how we came together. And so we don't want God to be displeased with us if we ever talked about you know separating or what have you it's 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 always been funny for us whenever we would get into an argument in the beginning i used to think that it was the end of the world i used to think that it was over and he would always ask me well why would you think something like that just because we get into argument doesn't mean that i'm gonna walk out of the door i'm like i don't know that (laughs) you know so but as the years went on i noticed that he, he hasn't gone anywhere and I'm like okay well since he's not going anywhere then whenever we have an argument then I don't even think that he's going to leave and so we just really we really we really gel well together we gel well together we enjoy uh, the ministry that God has given us as far as the marriage ministry is concerned and so we know that whenever we're telling someone else How to stay married we have to make sure that we're taking that advice as well and make sure that we stay together and we stay and continue to give god the glory in our marriage and i believe those things are what makes us a good team when people decide that they don't like something they give it away or they don't deal with it anymore They're not interested in it anymore. And it's easier for people to quit instead of fighting for it. And I tell people all the time, marriage is a gift. It's a gift from God. So God gives you the person that he wants you to be with. So treat that person as a gift. Cherish that person. And too many people don't want to do that. It's so easy for a person to decide I want a divorce and have their valid reasons why they want the the divorce, but then they don't want to give it a try. They, once they determine that it's over for them, then they're not going to do anything. You can say, you can tell them anything that you think you want to tell them to help them. But once they make the decision to divorce, they're going to do it. But people fail because they're not willing to put in the fight to keep the marriage going, my husband and I we have our social media accounts, but we don't use our social media accounts for like personal stuff uh or airing our personal stuff, or just we just is just, just just like we keep our marriage sacred, we keep our Personal life sacred as well, so we're not on social media bashing one another or on social media just doing things we haven't we we don't have like people can post on social media about a, about guys about actors you know and and a lot of my friends will agree with the post and ooh la la and drooling over the pictures and all that stuff and and then share them on their uh, social media platforms now i wouldn't do that first of all because it's just not what i do but i also don't do it because that's disrespectful to my husband i mean granted we know that these people are out there it's 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 um it's the world it's hollywood what have you but i'm not going to fall out over someone that i don't know when i have a whole husband over here that i can fall out over and as far as the men are concerned don't do that with Females, is it's disrespectful, and so we don't. Like I said, we don't do that kind of stuff. Our our social media pages, like we we may talk about sports because <laughs> we love New Orleans Saints football. We'll talk about things like that. We we play a few of the games that are on social media, but we don't do anything that would that de- that would be detrimental to our marriage. We don't do anything that would come across as insulting or disrespectful to our spouses and so we don't use social media for that reason anyways and and we don't we don't we're not like that in our everyday lives so basically our social media pages really depict what we do on a daily basis anyway and so my husband doesn't have to worry about anything that I put on social media that would make him look bad or even make me look bad and vice versa. I'm the same way. He's the same. We're both the same way as far as our social media pages are concerned. We don't have exes on our pages. <laughs> we don't interact with our exes on our pages or anything like that. So we basically just keep, we we're just, we just keep everything, you know, safe and, and respectable. So for you to want to divorce today, something went wrong. Let's deal with that issue. We have to learn how to forgive. We have to realize that a marriage is two imperfect people coming together to make something beautiful, coming together to try to make something perfect. But as long as you have two imperfect people, you're going to have issues in your marriage. Somebody's going to make a mistake because none of us are perfect. We're all human. And we just have to learn to forgive. You know, we have to learn how to own up to the wrong that we've done apologize for the wrong that we've done recognize that we shouldn't have done it in the first place and 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 even if some you know sometimes we have issues and situations where we it's beyond our control we fall into stuff that we never intended to fall in and and now we've damaged our marriage but i truly believe that Every marriage is repairable as long as we're willing to work at it. It takes two to tangle. So as long as we are willing to work at it, and I encourage anyone who is seeking a divorce to get counseling. Get counseling. Seek out some kind of counseling somewhere, somewhere, shape, form, or fashion. I'm always an advocate for Christian counseling because you know, marriage was ordained by God anyway, and so that's to me that's the best form of counseling. But there are also other great secular counselors out there, also. So I I strongly recommend that anyone who is considering divorce to please, please not do it until you have uh, done everything you possibly can. To, to maintain the marriage. I know that there are people who want, like I said earlier, want to be divorced and there's nothing you can do to stop them from getting a divorce. But I, I, just, I just encourage anyone who uh, are thinking about getting a divorce to please get counseling. Give it another chance. You know, you may have said I've given it 10 chances already, but continue to give it a chance and get counseling because sometimes counseling can help another person change their entire life. So if you get the right counselor, you can save your marriage and you don't have to get a divorce. As far as women are concerned, honey, you don't have to go out there and looking for a man. You don't have to you don't have to do things out of your character to get a man, you know, stay strong and, and true to yourself. Take care of yourself and, and and enjoy your life until God sends you someone. Um, as far as men, brother, please stop. <laughs> you don't have to go around dating everybody. Just pray and ask God to send you the woman that he would have you be with. Send you the woman that he already has ordained for you. The Bible says he that findeth the wife findeth the good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. So women continue to wait on God, continue to pray on God while God is working on you. He's working on your mate because he knows who he is bringing together. So you have to make sure that you are both ready for the God ordained marriage that he already has in store for you. So I just encourage you while you're waiting to make sure that you're spending time with God, you're developing your relationship with God. And that you are growing in God because God is going to teach you how to be a wife. He's going to teach you how to be a husband. So let God do the work while you're waiting. There's work that God has for you to do in ministry or whatever. And just follow God and he will do the rest.
0: Tell us about
1: your 19-point book. And I didn't understand why it was only 19 poems at first. But then... Because I prayed about it and I asked the Lord how many poems that he would want me to have in this book. And he said 19. And I just kept hearing 19. I even tried to change it. And I kept hearing 19. And I didn't realize until the end of last year why I was 19. I actually published a book in July of 2019. And so the next book that I publish is going to be Lyrics from My Soul, Love edition, which was supposed to come out in February. But with everything that happened with the pandemic, with my mother-in-law passing away in January, that just put that on hold. But it's still going to be the love edition. And it will have 21 poems (laughs) because this is 2021. But Lyrics from My Soul is available on Amazon.com. And it's a bunch of poems that I've written since 2008. And I do believe I have two poems in there that I wrote in the early uh to in the early two thousands. Yes, in the early two thousands. And the cover of my book, it was my idea, but my best friend made it happen. I just told her what my idea was and a couple of hours later, she emailed me or text me rather the the cover and it just blew me out of the water because I just knew I wanted a, a lady on the beach, like running with her wind, her hair blowing in the wind. And that is what she made happen. And so I was just truly, truly grateful for it. I'm excited about my poetry book. And I did have two poems in there in the the first two poems, I believe, or maybe the second and a third poem but they, those were the newest poems and they're basically a, kind of like about my life as it relates to how I came from low self-esteem how I found it a little difficult to fit in with others and then realize that I wasn't designed to fit in with other people so that book was really uh it's it was really exciting. I was supposed to write it a long time ago and I kept putting it off and and then all of a sudden in 2019 the Holy Spirit just pushed me off the sofa and told me to go upstairs to the computer and finish doing the book. And I did, and so I'm very excited about that one. The second book is called Courage to Serve. Courage to serve is a compilation of chapters written by women a part, that are a part of Embrace Women's Ministries 365. And that's the, the prayer line that I'm a part of. And our leader just asked us to write a chapter, a chapter on encouragement. And we did. And, and that's the result of that. So that's available, also available on Amazon. But I have copies of both books at home that I can autograph and mail out to people as they purchase them from me. But I'm excited about those books. And we're going to do another book with Embracing Women's Ministry 365 as well. Sometime this year or next year.
0: How can people contact you?
1: Lady Breezy, B-R-E-E-Z-E-E network on Instagram. And also Lady Breezy Network on Facebook. And also I have a page on Facebook called Let Me Encourage You As I Encourage Myself, which that's also a title of my my, my future book (laughs) that I'm going to do. Let Me Encourage You As I Encourage Myself. And I also have a Mary Kay page on Facebook. So Brita Scott Harris. And that's how you can find me on social media. What books are you reading right now? I have a plethora of books that I have read that I wanted to read again. And then I've purchased so many books in 2020 from friends who've published books, but I have not even read them. I have just been reading the Bible, especially when we were just entering into this pandemic and I had to prepare for the prayer lines, both prayer lines, and just really, really trying to seek God as it relates to where we are in this day and time and and how do we function as Christians? How do we continue and how do we maintain during this time? And so it's just been the Bible for me. But basically, scriptures that pertain to fear scriptures that lets us know that no matter what God is with us no matter what God is with us he says that even when we are in the waters the waters will not overtake us if we're in the fire the fire will not burn us and so anything that pertains to fear is where I have been focusing on because I know that God loves us so much and that he's not going to allow anything to happen to us because he's there to protect us. And I'm really looking in the word because I really want to share and I'm looking in a different version, so that's why I can't find it. Let to God be the glory. Isaiah 41 and 10. Isaiah 41 and 10. Don't be afraid, for I am with you. Don't be discouraged, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. And so we just have to know that God is with us. He says to us, don't be afraid. I am here to help you. In verse 13. And I just thank God for it. As soon as fear grips. That's where I go. Because I know God didn't give us a spirit of fear. But of power, love and a sound mind. So his word sustains us. His word keeps us. In. And I truly thank God for him and his word. Amen.
0: Amen. 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 Yes, God. God can help us through all of this. He's the only one that can truly help us with our fear and anxiety and depression and just everything that people are experiencing right now that they have never experienced before. Well, I just want to thank you so much for coming on and sharing your experience during the pandemic, giving us a viewpoint of buying a home and just a viewpoint of being married right now. Also, I want to thank you for being such a bright light. You are, have always been a strong woman of faith to me. And I was like, who can I come on to talk about marriage? Because so many people are struggling right now in their marriage. And I was like, let me call Sabrina. So I just thank you for taking out the time.